55,000 seats sold out in minutes for the biggest UFC event of all time. The Ultimate Fighting Championship presents UFC 129. Two title fights and a legendary showdown of former champions. Six years undefeated with 15 straight victories, former Strike Force champion Jake Shields meets the greatest welterweight of all time, undisputed champion George St. Pierre, and one of the most vicious strikers in the world, featherweight champion Jose Aldo, makes his UFC debut against Mark the Machine Hominick. Plus, Hall of Famer Randy the Natural Couture battles Leoto the Dragon Machida. Tap Out presents UFC 129 live. Saturday, April 30th from Rogers Center in Toronto, only on pay-per-view. Visit 129.ufc.com for details. Cards subject to change. Hi there, welcome to the Mirror TK podcast. This is Simon Head from Mirror.co.uk. Uh, myself and my colleague Dan Ferdinand just got out from talking to the UFC welterweight champion George St. Pierre at the Roger Gracie Academy in West London as George was preparing for his upcoming bout at UFC 129 with Jake Shields. Now, George has been training with the 10 time Brazilian Jiu Jitsu world champ Roger Gracie in preparation for Shields' world class ground game. We got exclusive access to watch George in training and we caught up with him after his training session. Here's what he had to say. George, thanks very much for taking some time to talk to us during your, your preparation. Obviously you're here in, in the Roger Gracie Academy. Um, explain to us uh, why you're here, what you're preparing for and uh, the importance of this training camp. Well, I'm, I'm, my next fight is against Jake Shield. He's, uh, he's, a, he's probably the best, uh, best fighter in, in the UFC in my weight, weight class uh, on the floor. So, uh, best way to get ready uh, against a guy who's uh, good in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is to find uh, and train with the best Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys. And in, uh, in uh, London here, Roger Gracie is here. He's the best in the world. Braulio Estima. And plus, I have other guys that are other training partners here that are world-class uh, level guys. Who will, uh, will give me a better uh, training than in, in Canada for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Okay, and you move around the world basically training with the best people you can for each discipline. Obviously, MMA, it's not just uh, jiu-jitsu. You've got kickboxing, boxing, no. wrestling. So do you have relationships with camps all around the world? You basically go where you need to for these sort of things? Yeah, I have a lot of, a lot of training partners and a lot of friends all around the world. But uh, I'm, I'm friends with Roger and Braulio, and especially for that fight. You know, I, I came here before. Uh, I, I love England. Uh, but I came here also before to train with them. And now, especially for this fight, you know, I want to get my ground uh, game a little bit more sharp to make sure uh, when I get in the fight, I don't get caught with a submission hold and maybe I will be able to submit uh, my opponent. So uh, that's why I came, I came here to, to train with the best. Cool. And what, what challenges does Jake Shields provide that perhaps you haven't faced before in the UFC? He's probably the best uh, grappler that I've fought uh, in, uh, in my career. Um, he's a great wrestler and he have not lost in six years. He have won 
last of his uh, 15 fight, he have beaten everyone at 170, everyone at, at 185, you know. So uh, he's even he beat even uh, Dan Anderson, who's actually the champion right now at, at 205 in strike force. So he's no joke. He's the, the biggest test of my career, and, and I look forward to it. Um, and obviously, when you're preparing for fights like this, how does your training camp actually break down? Obviously, you're, you're in England at the moment. But over the, over the span of, say, six weeks or so, how does it actually piece together? Well, I, I, I don't do training camp. I think training camp, it's for kids. I don't sleep in a tent and I don't eat marshmallows. <laughs> I, I, I train all the time. I'm a, I consider myself a martial artist because I don't train only because I have a fight. I train because it's a lifestyle for me because I like to do it. I like to wake up in the morning and I train every day. My philosophy of life is when I go in bed at night, I know I'm a better martial artist than when I woke up in the morning. So every day, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I need to improve every day. Okay, and you're, you're known as one of the most well-rounded fighters in the world, pound for pound, one of the best in the world. Uh, another man who's been mentioned as one of the pound for pound best in the world uh, is Anderson Silva. Now, I know you won't want to look past the fight you've got next, it's been mentioned by Dana White that if this fight goes well for you, Anderson Silva could be next on the horizon. Yeah, it's a, a lot of people talk to me about it, but right now it's important that I stay focused with Jake Schill. I don't want to look past Jake Schill. Yeah. And uh, a fight with Silva, it, it all depends on what the weight class is going to happen and what is the time frame. And so it's so many things. It's very complicated. Mm. I'm not afraid. I, I can fight everyone in the world. It just depends on the detail of how it's going to happen. And, uh, yeah. It's a complete reorientation of my career if I do that, but uh, you know, it's, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, it's not written in the rock, but right now uh, I'm focusing on Jake Show. Something else that was mentioned last year, and I don't know how this fits in with your career, there was talk of you possibly looking at competing in the 2012 Olympics here in London. Is that something you're still considering um, in freestyle wrestling, is that right? In wrestling, but right now if, if I wanted to compete uh, as an Olympian, uh, I would, I would need to give up my uh, MMA training, mixed martial arts training, and only focus on wrestling. Yeah. Uh, it's something that is very hard to do right now because of my career. I'm world champion and I need to defend my title, and it's also, it's also a business. I got sponsors and a lot of people that depend on, 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 on this. So it's not only my decision, it's going to be a team decision, but I think right now it's, I'm focusing on my MMA career. Uh, and plus, it, this, this is a good question, but you can give, give me a lot of problems with the, <laughs> the UFC, if you know what I mean. So. Yeah, and uh, in, terms of, in terms of your wrestling, um, you've used your wrestling extensively to win a lot of fights. Uh, the most recent win you had, you won it quite, con quite convincingly using the jab. How do you see this, this fight against Jake Shields? Where, where do you think you can be winning this fight? Are you going to be looking to do this from, sta from standing? I, I, or do I think, you anticipate being on the floor? I think the advantage that I have in this, in this fight is I can win this fight everywhere. Uh, Jake Shields can, you know, he, anything can happen, but he's, he most likely he's going to try to bring the fight on the floor and submit me. So uh, I know what he's going to try to do to me, but him, he doesn't know what I'm going to do to him. Um, he never, I never fought a guy like him, it's true. But he never fought a guy like me either, and that's why we were doing it to see who's the best. Cool. Who would you say was was the uh, the hardest opponent, the, you know, physically the toughest opponent you faced in your career to date? I think the toughest, the guy that gave me the biggest challenge so far, it was uh, uh, John Fitch. He was very tough, never gave up. I tried to put him away many times, knock him down many times. And he always came back. It was a very tough fight for me. Yeah. And uh, if if you're sort of looking, let's let's. Fast forward a little bit. You, you fought Jake Shields. 
if you're successful against Jake Shields, there's, there's various options available to you. You've defeated uh, virtually everybody there is in the 170-pound division. Is the move to middleweight something you're, you're considering irrespective of this fight? or if I, I haven't think out? about it yet uh, because it's a complete reorientation of my career. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I need to talk to the UFC, talk to my manager, and, you know, a lot of people to, to consider their, their, uh, what they think about it too. But we'll see after the fight. I, I don't want to make the mistake to look back past Jake Shirley's. People, I think they don't respect, they don't give him enough respect. And uh, nobody's invincible in the sport. Jake Shirley have beaten everyone. He's the very, very, very big threat for my, for my title. And he's training very hard now. He's very hungry. And uh, I'm going to be ready for this fight. And something sort of slightly aside from you actually fighting inside the octagon, um, you're a, a massive role model for MMA, uh, especially in your home country of Canada. Um, how does that how does that affect you day to day when you're when you're back home in your in your native Canada? It's hard. It's hard because um, right now uh, we took a Ferras, my coach, take a, took a decision uh, just a few a few weeks ago. He decided to close the gym uh, on Saturdays when, when I'm training because there used to be too many fans that used to show up video and take pictures during my training yeah. and it became a, a distraction you know it was it was like a circus you know yeah. I don't mind I never say no to a fans but when I'm training it's, it's important that I keep training training my when I'm training it's my priority and that's why I'm successful is because I, I stay focused when I'm training and I, I want to keep it that way and uh, obviously the fight uh, is going to be screened over here live on ESPN uh, MMA is, is experiencing a real growth in popularity over here um, people are really beginning to sort of tap into to what MMA is all about and people being educated as to how the sport is and how it works but there are still people who see it as, as sort of no holds barred fighting inside a cage mm -hmm. if you were explaining to somebody if I just walked in off the street today watched you train and said explain to me what MMA is so if someone's got ESPN because they watch the, uh, the football or whatever and they think right I'm going to watch the UFC what, what, what can I expect it's, I would say first it's, it's not a, a form of, the, of an entertainment that is made for everyone and I understand yeah. that um, it's like boxing it's not a form of entertainment that is made for everyone the same thing with American football uh, people, did you know that American football have more severe injuries than in mixed martial arts there is more death in, in cheerleading every year than in mixed martial arts and that's, that's, that's true, we have the statistic. Uh, of course, it's a full contact sport. It's a, it's a very violent, violent sport. But what I have to say, it's, it, it's, it's always made in the respect. We have rules and it's sanctioned by the, by the Athletic Commission. And I think a lot of this sport has become very popular uh, over the years because fighting is something that everyone can relate to, to it. I can put every human being in the world, I can put him in a situation that he's gonna have any, no choice to fight either to defend himself or to defend someone that he loves. And I can't say the same thing about uh, football or American football or hockey or baseball. You need to learn how to play football or baseball. It's, it's not something that is natural. Eating, running, uh, fighting, it's something that is natural. You know, you can learn and become more efficient in it, but it's something natural. It's something that everyone can identify themselves to it. So that's why this sport is very popular, and that's why, it, for me, it's a legit sport. And it, it's, uh, it's, you know, a lot of people complain uh, MMA versus boxing. They say, oh, boxing is a real sport. Your sport is not real. I think boxing, it's just a limited form of fighting. Uh, you, people uh, say, oh, you, you fight each other, but you just use the, the, the punch in the, in the upper body. 
and uh, and boxing as a matter of fact which is more dangerous because when people get concussion they get knocked down and they can come back again after a, a eight count and get knocked down again and uh, the science uh, behind it have proved that the second impact most most of the time that's what kills the athlete in full contact sport so in MMA, when you get knocked out, it's tough. The first time, it's tough. You don't have any chance to come back, so the brain doesn't take as much damage. Yeah, uh, Yeah. I mean, obviously you train around the world. My, really simply, are you ever going to come and fight in England? O2's a big arena, I, Wembley's big. I, I would love to fight in Europe. I mean, uh, fight in England, fight in France, uh, fight you know, in Germany, and I, I would love like, to fight in England. It would be great. I train here, and uh, a lot of my training partner. Uh, uh, unfortunately, they don't have the, the chance to see me fight live, and for me, it would be a great motivation to fight in front of my training partner, and uh, I, I would be very glad if one time I, I got I to I I fight in England. I would, get it on. I, I, would, I would love to do it, and I would probably, if, I, if it happened, I would probably have to move my, my training camp uh, the last few weeks. I would move it here in, in well, London. You can come and stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm close to the O2 Arena. So you That's perfect. It's going to be a, a, a jog instead of taking the, the car. <laughs> you, you've been to uh, live MMA events here in the UK. I think you were at uh, Bama uh, earlier last year, I think. Uh, in Manchester. Yeah, I got a training partner that, that fought in uh, Bama. Yeah, uh, Tom um, Watson. Do you know much about the uh, the UK MMA scene? No, I don't know much. You know, not too much. I mean, they, they they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, great uh, fighter in UK. Like Andrew Winner uh, yeah. also fought in UFC. Is training partner of mine. Is they have a lot of good uh, of good guys. So when you're when you're preparing for a fight, um, what do you do to relax in between training sessions? Obviously, you say you're very driven and you, you aim to go to bed a better MMA fighter than you were when you woke up. How do you actually uh, relax in between all those? Oh, and I'm, I'm, you know, people who know me, they, they know I'm, I'm more like a, an intellectual guy. I don't watch uh, sport like hockey, baseball, uh, even though hockey back home is the number one sport, I don't watch hockey. I, I play sport, a lot of sport. I'm an athlete, but I don't really watch uh, sport. I, I like to uh, to uh, to learn about stuff to educate myself. I love philosophy. I love uh, paleontology, and it's something that people doesn't know about it. As a matter of fact, I hear that there is the natural history of museum here, and I I'm probably gonna find some time to to go check it out. Uh, it's good, and there's the science museum. He's right next door as well, which is very interesting. I'm a huge fan of paleontology since I'm young. I'm, I read a lot of stuff about it. All my school uh, work has been done about paleontology. I'm, Huge fan of it. Do you have plans for when you when you finish fighting? What what do you think you'll you'll do I, after you hang up your gloves? I don't know when I'm gonna finish my career, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. But I'm I'm the kind of guy I I, I I'm a mixed martial art fighter. Not because I don't have choice. Yeah, I, not because I didn't have choice. I did that by by choice. You know, I went at school. I went to university. You know, I could have done something else for a living if I wanted to. Uh, for me, I did that purely because I love the sport. Show stop it.